0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It is Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you are at your place for the unfiltered experience with myself, Christopher Roush, and
1: I'm Scott Goyette. Christopher Roush, I'm I'm Scott Scott Goyette. Goyette. I I am am Scott Goyette.
0: I am Groot. (laughs) Dude, my son has two Groot toys, and I always think of you every time I do. I am Groot. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys are at your place where we have unfiltered conversations designed to move you forward in your life, create better confidence, better self-awareness, and better sense of reality so you can actually have a kick-ass life. We appreciate you guys being here, whether you're live or on the replay. And as always be sure to check us out at www.theunfilteredexperience.com where you can join the Facebook group and the community and have conversations with us offline and let us know what kind of shows you want to see, what type of topics you would like to see, because we are here for you and with you. So in case it's your first time joining us tonight, we appreciate you being here and here's how it works. Me and Scott and our guests that we're going to bring on here in a second, we're having a conversation and you guys are eavesdropping on it. So feel free to ask us any questions, feel free to engage with us in the comments, and we will be glad to highlight them up on the screen and entertain this because this is a conversation with all of us so that we walk away from this with action items and just a little bit more elevated in our thinking and things that we can do in our lives. So we appreciate you guys being here, whether you're live or on the replay, or if you're on the podcast, which you can get the podcast anywhere podcasts are sold, iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcast. go in there, type the unfiltered experience, and you will see it and then take us with you every single place. What's going on, Mr. Goyat? How is your week going?
1: It's good. It's good. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're in between, in between trips. We got to go to the Maldives when you guys were in Italy, and now we're doing our annual Costa Rica yoga and wellness retreat. And then the following week, we're going to go to an all-inclusive up near Nicaragua. So all good stuff, man. All good stuff. There's so much going on that I'm trying to prepare, like do all the work so you can go on those trips. So it's it's been like running around like crazy, but all good. All good. How about you?
0: good good no it's good it's been it's been a week of getting back into the swing of things after being gone for 15 days like you said in Italy and uh you know just going with the flow and just feeling really excited about the balance of the year I can't even believe that it's already July and that half the year is over so I'm just like psyched to get the book done get some group group coaching programs going like you are and then also uh yeah just executing on a bunch of stuff because I can't believe 2023 is going to be here before I know it so I'm just excited and uh, ready to jump into this conversation we got Mary Root in the house she says hi everyone what's up Mary thank you for being here I think You might be a new time viewer and a listener. So thank you for being here. We appreciate you. We got the incredible Andrea in the house she says hello chris and scott we appreciate you being here and feel free to share this out as you guys are hearing the conversation if you're feeling inspired share this out put a little social currency on there and say hey listen i'm listening to scott and chris and our guests that we're going to bring on here in a second i'm kind of digging what's happening because i'm elevated i'm thinking differently and that's the whole thing about the show is to open up your minds and our perspectives in a world that is so chaotic right now that we need some balance we need some levity we need some humor we need some perspectives and that's what we're going to be doing here tonight so i'm excited and God is, God's honest truth. This is one of those guests that I've been introduced to through Facebook, but I really don't know a lot about. So we're all going to get to know her a little bit better. So please welcome to the show, Miss Susan Marie. Susan Marie, welcome to the Unfiltered Experience.
2: Hi, everybody.
0: Hello. What's going on with your bad self?
2: Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, creating.
0: Creating. Awesome. Yeah. Where, are you, where, are you, where are you calling us from? Or where are you coming from? What part I- of the United
1: States?
2: actually i'm in ontario canada Ooh. you're a canadian i have awesome,
1: right? lots of canadian friends we love right? our canadian friends yeah love them
2: yeah
0: awesome awesome well, we appreciate you being here tonight and uh, andrea already says hello susan welcome to the show appreciate that it's all family here. We're all family. We call our we call our family the unfiltered crew, and uh, just appreciate you being here tonight. So, one of the first questions that we've been asking our, our 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 guests lately is: given the fact of what we've been through in the last couple of years with COVID and everything else, and what's been going on here in the United States and also in Canada, what have you learned most about yourself and and people in all walks of life about how they've handled the uh, the last two years in their life?
2: It's been interesting to observe because there are those who have learned the value of stillness in what the world would call lockdowns. So you can either enter into an expansive time or into resistance and into a battle zone. Mm. And there, there's a definite splitting, which is interesting because it's just going to enhance the contrast. So what and have you learned
0: it, most about yourself during this process?
2: That there's more going on than what we believe is going on. That mm-hmm. is, that is more brilliant more magnificent, more opportunity, and the gifting of discovery that we are more than we think we know. Um, Love it. Yeah, and that's that's where I work from um, in my, if you want to call it work, I don't call it work. Um, it's just expressing you know, who I am to everyone that I meet so that they can realize who they are in truth. And it's not who they think.
0: Very In cool. what way? What What? does what, uh, uh, expand on that a little bit?
2: Inside every single person, you can call it energy, you can call it source, you can call it frequency, you can call it true self, you can call it higher self, many different names for the same thing. But the reality is, is that we are an energy force that is contained within this physical body. And we think we're the physical body. So we bump around each other. In the world of contrast, you know, light, dark, good, bad, um, and we think we have to fix it. That's the funny part about it: is you don't.
1: So, so are you telling me, Susan, that maybe this is just a game that we're playing to enjoy this thing that we call eternity, when we're still a timeless self being played out as a time self? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, so um, the way I describe it to the people that I work with is that within you is an eternal being. Amen. And this eternal being is always seated in the realm of perfection and in the realm of creation and possibilities. Yet we come in for the experience of physicality because Source thought us into existence. And we give the matter, the body, more power than the power with which created it. And this is where we get offside. And it's all part of the experience um, in truth of source experiencing form with all of the experiences of fear and sensory experiences of the physical form because source itself is without form. It is as nothing
0: you're speaking Scott's language you're speaking yeah, Scott's yeah language you right yeah you already know that's so why I, that's why I felt she was better for this show than the raw and scripted show because I knew that there would be a, a gelling here happening so susan when i think about what you're saying and i think about where i've been in my own journey 10 years ago when i would have heard this stuff i told Scott this honestly i would have been what the hell is this stuff you know i don't i don't i don't buy into that you know i'm all about the present day you know let's get stuff done plan a reality. b c Talk to us about where you've been in your journey that brought you to this place now, because I'm sure that you started off in a, in a different in a different type of idea, a different mindset. What got you to start seeing life from this perspective?
2: So my journey is a little bit different from others on earth. Um, I came in fully awake, fully understanding the creator and creation, um, and would argue with pastors and priests that they're limiting who God is. And then at the age of 17, Yeshua appeared to me, told me who I am, and became my teacher for most of my life. What he taught me was not in alignment with the church's teachings. And so um, I have the ability, as everyone does in the truth of who they are, to assist people to heal. So I've seen what the world would call miracles. I've seen many experiences, but also experiencing the human state of being. Can you and, share
0: with us some of those miracles?
2: Oh, I've seen you know cancer healed, visions uh restored, I've seen broken backs healed, I've seen burned skin turn back to normal, I've seen teeth turn to gold. I've seen oh, whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Um, teeth turn to gold. Tell me about that one.
2: I've seen <laughs> I've seen manna fall from heaven and jewels. I've seen um I've seen immense miracles or what we would call miracles. But I always saw them as truth, as what was true and what was possible. and But the average person doesn't understand that so because yeah, they're bouncing so you, in the world.
1: Right. You said something very interesting right there. And you're actually the the third person in the last two months, the second person in the last day to say that you had direct contact to Yeshua outside of a religious context. And who that is that? You, I don't even know who that is. Jesus. Jesus. Is your, oh.
2: Jesus. His true name is Yeshua. Yeshua. Sure. Um, this is going uh, back to
1: Aramaic, pre-Greek. I'm, I'm with you. I'm following you. <laughs> yeah, and um, the
2: name the name Jesus is actually a step-down frequency. And so he asked that I call him by his true name. Mm-hmm.
1: I hear you. I hear you. And and, uh, and I'm with mm-hmm. you. So, you know, I don't want to deviate from what you're talking about. But long story short, I had some contact in the same space through an ayahuasca journey where I understood that my, I don't want to use the word disgust, disinterest, disbelief, lack of coherence with um christianity as it's formed you know growing up in catholic church whatever the way they were presenting and they were using doubting thomas as a thing to lean into faith without thinking and processing and using my heart felt very disingenuous and Um, you're
2: unworthy and you're unworthy unworthy and
1: it's totally the flip side it's exactly the opposite that's that's so so let's that's where i want to go with this but let me just say this so this is popping up multiple times in the last Mm -hmm. Again, one was like a couple months ago. One was literally today. It was an old massage therapist who said the same exact thing. So time. the serendipity, mm-hmm. the universe telling us this is the time Yeshua is speaking through us. All oh, doesn't matter the, the language we want to use. Mm-hmm. The, you just said the word that I wanted to go to. Of course you did, right? So the mm-hmm. unworthiness. The thing that makes me really sad about religion is the unworthiness. And we need to look outside of ourself to find some sense of worthiness. Talk to me in any capacity that you want to, yeah. so that people who are listening to this can not denounce their faith, not shift gears. We're not asking anybody to strip away all your belief systems, but how can we look inside to find Yeshua, our truth, to find our worthiness without constantly being told you're 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 sinful, you're bad, you're this, you're that? Because I do not buy into that, and when I clean out my conduit to source to Yeshua to Creator. And I have my conversations of oneness. I never feel bad. I always feel fully empowered and perfect mm-hmm. in source as you spoke, but in this human human form, there's obstacles. So how can we walk everybody back to source, Yeshua, and find that worthiness without constantly saying we're not enough because I know people are hurting out there. How can mm-hmm. we start helping people heal? It's a great one.
2: well, we thank can you, nev- <laughs> we can we can never be unworthy. thank you. We have the infinite within us. And so these misguided teachings that have directed us away from the truth um, have missed the essential messages that Yeshua came in to bring us. And he was pointing to who we are. And upon our acceptance of that, we receive the fullness of what he walked in, which is Christ consciousness. So, you know, all of these, you know, go get activated here, go run and do this, go try to fix yourself, got to go into the shadows and dig deep to release yourself is a bunch of malarkey in truth, because we are already free in who we are eternally, and who we are here in the physical is an expression of form, so that source may see itself, experience itself in form, and choose itself of its own free will. And in that, all that was yours before the world was known to you is restored to you. It's a gift upon your acceptance of who you are. So, all of this unworthiness teaching, I've had conversations with Yeshua about that, you know, the whole left behind and all of that too. And what he said to me is, why would my father deny any aspect of himself from returning unto itself? All is source. And when you see the world as anything other than that, you are in perceived separation. That is a construct of your human mind, an egoic creation in the human experience. So we bumble about the world in our egoic position. We look at the world that we find ourselves in, we adapt ourselves to the rituals and Uh, belief systems that are established through family, through church, through experience. And we are taught that we are not enough. And in that, it's a perfect plan for us to come to the end of our known self. It's often in the collapse of our human experience, which is what you're seeing globally right now. When there is nothing else left to hold on to, what remains? What remains is what is eternally always present, the voice that speaks within, that never stops speaking. You just didn't turn your radio station to the dial to listen. I and that's a, free, that's a free will choice. And this is something that people don't understand. The free will choice is part of the human experience. When we know who we are, we enter what would be called thy will, which is being in source. And can, sir, I, can I hold is, you there for
1: one second? Because because okay. here's because here's what I'm 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 what I what I'm very good at is listening to a really articulate, beautiful message, and also gauging our audience of going, I got that, I got you, totally lost me. Hold on, this is deep. So let's sit for a second because that's beautiful. Here's what I I want people to think about. I think, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the reasons that we cling to religion and we cling to things outside of us is because we want to find an answer. Like, I'm going to go somewhere. We want to have an answer. We want safety. And we, and we love that idea of comfort and certainty. Yeah. So if there's certainty that I'm going to go someplace, no matter what I do, even in all my badness and my horrible thoughts, then I can live in this existence. But listen to that comment that you made. So if I'm an extension of source with my own free will, I don't I don't know if I can do that on my own. And so I'm going to ask everybody who's listening right now, can I do the right thing? I don't know what's right. I'm not sure. I've got the Bible. I've got people telling me. i got this person, but I have bad thoughts, and I don't know. I feel scared. You said something really nice. Once you truly come to terms with the I am that I am, well, that I know what I am, the goodness comes out. So I want to ask you a question right now, because I think what happens is, I go back to when I had no understanding of who I was, where I was getting twisted by the church, my own thoughts, in escapist mentalities, doing drugs, doing things to hide from my truth. I would have done things that may be labeled bad. But now I do far less of those things and I do things that help others and I amplify myself in a very positive light. How can we help people get to a place where they can look inside and be good Just because they're good, and have that I am, that I am, and love being the creator with free will, building a beautiful world together. If that makes sense.
2: Absolutely. So that's a mouthful. (laughs)
1: It is, and I'm (laughs) I'm trying to. I guess what I'm trying to do is get people to understand how can they be the creator, see Yeshua within, or creator, a source within. And, and not have to run outside to heal themselves. The healing is, is you. How do, we, how do we get people to get that simply?
2: When simply. you understand that the world is a material manifestation of the thought of the creator as you, yeah. then you understand that everything around you is created and sources in sources and all of it, therefore nothing is wrong. What we determine is bad is loved by the infinite because it's experiential, a form when you know that nothing that you could possibly do could hold you in separation, but your own thought of separation, then you realize it is simply an easy step to say, I know who I am in this body. I know how I believe I am judged in this world and how I've judged myself and how I have judged others. And none of that is true. I am that which is before this creation. Therefore, there is nothing to fix. There is nothing to condemn. There is simply the acceptance that I am that I am. I know who I am in truth. I know what I am in truth. I know how I serve in truth. And to serve means to listen within. And I also want to address the word sin. Sin means separation or perceive separation, and yet we can never be separate from source, because we are in source, and in source, I call it the bat phone, the bat phone is inside your heart, where the creator resides, that is whispering constantly to you, asking you to pick up the phone, but you don't pick it up, or you don't pick it up to answer, and you don't pick it up to call, We seek externally for answers because we trust the manifest world more than we trust the unmanifest. And this is the shift from entering the place where creation begins and creating from this place of awareness that I am in source. Therefore, there is no separation. Therefore, nothing can be withheld from me. This is where Yeshua's teachings truly make sense. Seek and you shall find is look within and you will find what is always there. And so I think if people understand the creator, it it would help. The creator is darkness. And out of the darkness, source created light. Light is only one creation of the infinite. And he decided it was good now, source is defined as masculine. I want to address this because some people get hung up on the masculine and feminine um, attributes of the creator. The masculine aspect of the creator is that which creates. The feminine is the Sophia, Holy Spirit, which is the soft whisperings in your heart that gently guides you constantly. And part of the Trinity. The flesh, which is us, and there is only one of us here, appearing to be multiples, are in the Trinity. And so when we know this, there is no sin. Otherwise, Yeshua's journey from the Old Testament to the New Testament would mean nothing. And first he came as Mechizeldeck in the Old Testament to prepare the way for Christ consciousness when he came as Yeshua. And in the acceptance that we are the same as he is, which is what he told us, greater things will we do. And so I said to him the one day, what is this great thing that you say we are going to do? And he said, unlike myself, where I died and then resurrected the body unto eternity, you will resurrect the body into the eternal life while in the body. So, this is what we're doing on the earth right now. This is why the the earth appears to be collapsing in its nature. Why, you know, violence and Yeshua had said to me, I think it was probably seven years ago now, that the world will appear to be going mad in the coming days. Let people know to go within, to develop that communication, that relationship within, so that they can have the guidance system. It's your best GPS you know, within you to navigate through the world of illusion, that you can see what is truly here, because the kingdom, if you want to call it that, is here. It's, It's not down the road. It's always been here. We just looked elsewhere. So it's a pointing to what is true, so that you know that you are allowed, allowed isn't even the right word, It is your divine right, your inheritance, as one who is seated in the heavenly realm in the truth of who they are. And your physicality is a holographic representation of you in form.
1: Wow. So so that's intense. And you got some, Chris? You can go.
0: No, yeah, I was I was just going to grab some of these comments real quick and, and kind of just give, give my brain a, a moment to kind of kind of process. That it was a lot for my brain. Um, yeah, uh, let's see who we got.
2: May, got? may, may I say just quickly Absolutely. for those for those that are hearing it in their mind, I would just invite you to allow your spirit to receive the information and translate it to your brain. So if you're worried about retaining what I'm saying, there's no need for that. Because what I'm speaking is already eternally in you. I'm just quickening it in you. So you may feel things in your physical body as I'm speaking, because I'm in the state of oneness, meaning I am you. There is no separation.
0: I'm, I'm learning more about that. I'm learning more about that. So thank you for sharing that. We got Deborah in the house. She says, hi, Susan, excited to listen. Thank you for being here. We got Brenda T in the house. She says, so happy to be here. Hi, Susan. Hi, all. Mm-hmm. So much happening behind the scenes. Absolutely. We're talking about that. We got Mary Root saying hi, Brenda. Brenda T saying, hi, Mary. We got Robert in the house saying, greetings and salutations, most excellent people. Hi, Christopher Scott, Susan, Mary, Brenda, and hi, me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Andrea says, we are all energy. That's definitely true. I've seen that before. Um, And let's see, what other ones we got? Um, Andrea is finding this amazing. Um, You know, when you're you're speaking about this stuff, I mean, again, I'm new to this stuff and new to understanding it and then being open to understand it. Um, For me, when I hear you speak about this, and it's very eloquent and I appreciate that, when we are talking about God's source universe for me, I sit there and I go back to something that Scott kind of highlighted about is like, there's all these different religions and different facets of the religions and everything. And I've always had a problem with organized religion. I'm a spiritual person, I'm not a religious person, but I find it fascinating that there are so many people that are religious and, 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 and go by the Bible and go by the, all the different you know religious texts. But why is there so much divisiveness and, and, and anger and hostility and hatred and all that stuff going on in the world when there's so many people that are supposedly believing in a lot of what it is that you're, I believe, sharing. And you said the word egoic, and I think that's where it comes from. But talk to us a little bit about that for some perhaps is very, very new to this, so that we can kind of ease into it a little bit for some of the people that might be uh, not understanding
2: it fully. Yeah, so I'm going to pull back and make it a little bit more human now that I've addressed spiritually, you know, what is what is true. In our humanity, we right fight. We've seen all kinds of right fighting. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. This is right, that is wrong. And so it's a power play. And religion and spirituality have become extensions of that same identification in an egoic state. Now your ego in the body was created to enforce what you believe. And people fight each other's egos and hate each other's egos, but they don't understand the function of the ego in the body. When you know what is true, your ego aligns with that and draws you in the direction to help you to understand it. So you can shift into understanding who you are. There is so much confusion. And when we attack any creation, and when you understand that it is the creator that created it as you, and when you realize I am the creator that created this mess that I'm experiencing. And I also participated in the collective creation of the world. We must first do that. We must first acknowledge that I created and participated in this creation we are now experiencing because I did not know the truth of who I was. Therefore, I created from not knowing. And now that I know, I can release myself from these creations and in that I release all others. And I now choose to create from the seat of knowing who I am. This is how we'll get the new earth, if you want to call it that, or the kingdom. It's not through fighting what we've created, because to do so is to hold yourself in bondage to it. There's a universal law. What you bind on earth, you bind in the heavenly realm. And these laws have been spoken and adjusted in the way that they've been spoken through many different faith systems and spiritual teachings. But underneath it all, there is one universal truth that your spirit will draw you to. But our ego wants to grab a hold of I'm right in what I know to be true. And that you hold yourself out of reality of what is true.
1: So thank you. I, I, lo- I love everything you're saying. I'm trying to, again, just like, add some simple layers to it to hopefully get everybody who's listening to like further understand. So one of the things that Christopher and I talk in coaching, uh, we talk about is, and I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but one of the ultimate spaces that you can get into in this existence, by my definition, I call it player state and player state is the place where we conceive oneness and we see that and we literally just play the game. And when I say play the game, what that means, the player is, is you recognize the, first and foremost, you clear the conduit to source. So source connection, you understand the oneness, you see your timeless self, whatever you want to define it. You recognize the power of it and you recognize your brilliance. And whatever that brilliance or that gift is, you're sharing that and you're walking amongst us. And so I think That's, that still,
2: that's still done in separation, Scott.
1: I hear you're that. Still,
2: you're still seeing, you know, the true self is separate from you. and no, I, the the twin flame union is the union of who you think you are and who you are in truth. That is I, the first sacred union.
1: So I hear. so, the, so they answer me a question then, because one of the things that, that I would ask you back to that then is when I recognize my actual true self, I clear the conduit to source and I have connections and I, I get downloads, I get reception, I, I speak, I, I clearly hear and listen. One of the things that, I mean, I'll give you real quick. Like what I've been told to do is to empower those who are struggling and lost hope to find their brilliance and share it with the world. That's been downloaded to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get people to support and love one another. I guess what I'm asking you is one of the things that I tend to see is the minute people start elevating and just really existing here in a higher place, seeing this as heaven on earth, there's guilt associations. Why do I get this? Why do the other people not get that? I feel like I have an answer to that. What what's your thought behind that? Because so many times when people start to see the oneness, live heaven on earth, and and really embrace the oneness, they either go, they either do this and go, I don't see those people, or they feel guilty. What's the answer to that question? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. So if if you understand dimensions, the 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 what I call the lower world, the the world of duality would be called 3D or a vibrational frequency that we operate on where we feel the perception of separation. When you accept who you are and you let go of the world that you have known, you are lifted into a new dimension, a new frequency. And so the people that are operating at the lower frequency, you're walking among them, but they don't see you or they feel your energy. And what happens as you are one who holds the light of truth within yourself, Everything that is in them that is contrary to this truth will rise up to be seen. And so it's a gift that's unrealized. So our role is to be the fullness of who we are as conduits on earth and be in oneness and follow the guidance within. When I was in, I guess you could say, in service, in duality, my my working papers that Yeshua told me at 17 were, You are to call forth that which dwells within, edify, encourage, and equip people and release them to be the truth of who they are so that they know who they are and walk in the same power with which I am pointing them towards because we are all the same. They just don't know it. So in truth, there is nothing to fix or repair when they understand who they are. It's like, that's what I knew when I did not know. Now that I know I can let myself off the hook and be who I am now. And so I would say to people when they would come to see me when I was in service laying on hands and doing what you would call healing work in that, I would, when they would come to me in deep suffering, mentally or physically, and they would come with their stories of all their suffering, I would say to them, I respect your journey. However, I would be of no use to you If I joined you in your suffering, may I be the light that lifts you out? Can I point you to the way through this? And as soon as I have their permission, which I must have, because I cannot contravene the free will choice, their, their mind opens, their spirit opens, and their spirit is what does the work. If you're trying to be spiritual in your mind, you'll never get there. How do
0: we break out of that? Like what are some action steps? Like if you were just talking to somebody and working with somebody for the first time, what are some steps that you would have them to start to consider to be able to, to make that transition?
2: I, I show them who they are because Yeshua had said to me, many do not even know the frequency of their own spirit. They're only feeling their humanity, which is suffering and it's dense. Right. And so I, I can do this quickly with your audience right now. By all means the, the, the breath is the breath of life. We were spoken on the wind of source. And so if you this is why breathing is important and this is why you're hearing the messages, be still, let go, go within, be peace. Those are your eternal truths. So I would encourage each one of you to just take a deep breath in now and hold the breath. Release the breath slowly, feeling your physical body. beautiful. Breathe in and hold the breath. Release the breath, feeling the body that source as you created. Breathe in and hold the breath. Release the breath, feeling the body as a body of light in the truth of who you are. Acknowledging I am here. I am here I am here, which is an acknowledgement that your mind, body, and spirit is in that which created it. And breathe in and hold the breath. Release the breath slowly and offer your physical known structure, name, everything to the creator that created you within. That you may know who you are in truth, and I call forth the spirit in each one listening to arise within the creation of form, known by name of form, that they may know who they are in truth, a power greater than the physical structure. And I ask the spirit within to lift them now beyond the earth plane, that they may feel the frequency of the higher dimensions and frequencies of the crater itself. And as you're feeling this, you'll feel a heaviness in your legs, like you're rooted to the ground, and a lightness of being, maybe a bit of lightheadedness in the head, and the feeling of vibration tingling in the body, and swirling energies or heat in the body which the spirit is doing. In your humanity, this cannot be done. Only by releasing your humanity to that which created you, can you know the spirit within which does all for you. This is why the encouragement to let go. Stop trying. Stop trying to fix. Stop doing. It's the cat chasing the tail. Allow. Allow the spirit you are To reveal to you the magnificence of who you are, that you know that the wisdom of all that is is now available to you. And I ask the spirit within each one present to reconnect the pineal and amygdala glands to the creator mind within the physical body, activate the DNA strands. And lift them into the Adam Kadman light body, the original template of perfection for humanity, which is ours, that they may walk in the fullness of who they are. And with grace and ease, show them who they are not, that they may choose who they are without condemnation. That all may walk in the glory that is theirs. And so it is. Christopher, perhaps you can tell me what you're experiencing right now because I can feel oneness in you.
0: Uh feel a sense of peace. Yes. Yeah. Thank it you. Goes
2: beyond, it goes beyond understanding. And in this place, there's nothing left to do. There's no striving. You are already seated in the truth of who you are. It's that simple. We've made it too complicated. Oh yeah. Right? And you know, just to touch a little bit on my own journey. So at the age of 17, I had that experience with Yeshua. My mom started to take me around to different churches. People would line up and people would be healed. And then the gifts scared my mom. And I wanted to fit the world, but I didn't fit the world. And so I didn't want to be who I was. So I asked Yeshua to take the gifts away. So I wanted to be human. (laughs) And Yeshua said that the gifts would ease for a season, but that I could not escape them, that they would eventually return. And so I had a mixture of moments of fully in spirit aware walking and pushing it away and experiencing the intensity of the world. And I I experienced some pretty major stuff in my journey. Um, I died in 98 on the operating table and came back. And I was angry that I was back in the body. It took me a long time to accept that I was in the physical body. I felt like I was stuffed into a toothpaste tube and wanted to go home. So my desire to go home created suffering in my physical body, which didn't show up until years later. We create all of our sickness. Mm-hmm. And then in 2012, my partner committed suicide. Mm. That was my, they tell me later, my built-in wake-up call to no longer deny my divinity. So everything was stripped from me, financial, family, everything. And I was face down on the floor. He left me with 349000 in debt. I wasn't able to work. And I basically said, get me out of here. I want it off the earth, earth plane. And as I'm wailing, and I got nothing left, I'm, I'm done. Uh, get me out of here. I heard get up, and I looked to my right, and there was Yeshua's feet, And he said, stand up. And so I stood up and he opened up an abyss in front of me in the living room floor. He said, dive in, let go, fall into the unknown, not knowing what is before you and trust. I have nothing to lose. And as I'm arms out in the living room, falling into this abyss into my living room, it was like the endless fall. I was screaming at Yeshua, you better show up. (laughs) They find this comical because we're so dramatic in our humanity because they think it's hilarious because they know who we are. The heavenly realm knows who we are. So we're great theater for them. (laughs) When you know who you are, the world is great theater for you. And that began the place of, I don't trust my mind. I don't trust my thoughts. I don't trust who I love. I don't trust who loves me. I don't trust anything. I only trusted the guidance within. And the 49,000 of the 349,000 that was left in debt to me was line of credit and credit card debt. They don't wait for money. And I was always looking at the bank account balance and I, I had a $1,000 and maybe $1,200 in the bank account, a little bit on overdraft protection, but I, I I had no money coming in. I didn't have his income. I didn't have mine. I was in litigation, but I was always like opening up the bank, just if I stared at it long enough, maybe it would be a different number, you know, but I was desperate. I was frightened and worried that I would lose everything, lose the house, everything. The insurance company wouldn't pay the insurance initially because he committed suicide. So I was looking at being penniless and homeless. Um, The one day when I opened up the laptop to look at the bank account, I heard within, will you stop looking at your balance? We're trying to help you. You're in the way. And so they told me, and I say they, I'm talking about the heavenly council. I don't worry about who it is. Just it's the voice of the spirit within communicating from all that is. And what I heard was, you know, the computer, you know, where the balance is from now on. When we tell you to transfer money out of the bank account, you are to cover the balance, do what we tell you and get out of the computer. And under no circumstance are you to ever look back. So I would hear open the computer, open your bank account cover the balance, transfer $1,000 from the account to the line of credit, $1,000 from the account to the credit card. In my mind, I knew the money wasn't there. But I did it. And every single time it went, in nine months, $49,000 was paid off without an income. When we trust the eternal within We are in a supernatural field of creation. When you give up your humanity, your spirit creates through you what you need. Because it is the creator's heart to never deny you what you desire that he placed within you. We think it's our desires. Desires come from inspiration, which is in spirit, in motion, through us. We grab a hold of it, label it, market it, sell it and think we're great, and we deny the creator in it. I have had many of these kinds of supernatural experiences. From that financial standpoint to where I am now, I could not have done in my Susan, is what I call it. Susan has nothing to offer the world, but that which I am eternally has everything to offer the world, and I allow that which I am to speak through me to communicate what is eternally true, that you know these truths and can start playing in the playground of creation from the seat of who you are. To create from your mind is to labor, to go within, enter stillness and feel the source as you. From that vortex of creation, you dream the dream you want into existence now. It's possible. No matter what the world tells you, you call forth the things that are not as though they are. So in 2013, after my husband died, I was working at a bank and I was making mistakes. They wanted to put me on, on performance approval, but they decided that something else was going on and asked me to take a leave of absence and go to the doctor. So as I was sitting in stillness with this, I was asking within, what is this? And what I heard was, we are going to show you what a miracle actually is. No matter what you hear, you are not too attached to it or it will be yours. So I went to the doctors. She sent me for an MRI. She called me the next day to come in to hear the results of the MRI. And before she told me, and she was crying in in the examination room. Wow. I said, doctor, before you tell me what you're about to tell me, would you word it this way for me? Humor me. It would appear as though you have. And I said, can you write that in my file folder? And from this point on, if anything arises in my body, I want you to deliver it to me this way. So she said, well, it appears that you have vasculitis of the brain. Your brain is dying. You'll be in a nursing home within five to six months. It'll appear like you have Alzheimer's or dementia and you need to prepare your children. And I started laughing <laughs> because I knew it wasn't mine. I left the office and I did the old woo-hoo. I got a break from work, paid vacation. Right? And so I walked that out for two years. The MRI shown showed my brain was dying. And in the search for why they discovered I had stage four bone cancer, which again, it would appear as though I have bone cancer. At the end of two years, I heard within, you've done very well in not attaching to this. Now we'll show you why it was important that you did not. So I had an MRI, went the next day to see the internist about the cancer. He did the 70 panel blood test and went into his office and he looked at me with a serious look, opened up his computer, looked at me, looked at the computer, looked at me, looked back at the computer, pushed himself away and folded his arms and just stared at me. And I said, what? He said, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, this morning I reviewed your files to tell you you have stage four bone cancer. You must be in pain in your body. I said, nope, no pain. He said, well, now your tests show there's nothing wrong with you. I, I don't know what to do with you. So I guess go back to your family doctor. If it shows up, I'll see you back here. And I said, no, I never wanted it. So it's not mine. I won't be back. And I left the next day I went for the follow-up MRI and the brain was completely normal.
0: Wow. That is powerful, Susan. That's normally, we don't let our guests go on for that long, but that was so engaging and so powerful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. What are your thoughts on it, Mr. Scott?
2: People need real life experiences. It's same when I was in, in, um, Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, back in 2015, a mother came in who was a drug addict who had a newborn baby in a carrier, covered with a blanket, and she was high on drugs. The lady that was hosting me um, took the baby from her and unveiled the the blanket and went into shock and turned the baby around. The baby was blue, rigor mortis had set in, and so I looked at the woman who was hosting me and I said, like. don't don't alert the mom, hand me the baby. And so I held the baby in my arms. And I know that it is the spirit that gives the body life, it is not the body that gives spirit life. And so I asked the spirit, why are you not in this physical body you created? And what I heard was, this was not what I came in to experience, was drugs through the milk. I've petitioned to return to source and it has been granted. And I said, okay, I understand that. Would you be willing to come back into this body you created to give me an opportunity to work with the mom so that she can change her ways? And if she does, then by all means, you can fulfill what you came here to do. Uh, and if not, um, by all means, return to the covenant you have recreated with the, with the creator. And with that, the spirit came into the body and the baby came back to life. So wow. we, we don't give our spirit enough credit. We think we're powerless humans on the face of this earth. We have the power of the almighty within us. And it's up to us to know how to move as that on this earth. And so this is what I teach now, teach people how to know who they are.
0: Wow. You have, you have, uh, you have captured some hearts and minds here tonight. Brenda T says truth. Absolute. Thank you, Susan. Brenda T also says, uh, gives a little heart emojis. Uh, Andrea says, wow, so powerful. And Mary Root gives us some emoticons saying she approves of what has been said. Scott, what are you feeling right now?
1: No, I think it's great. Um, I enjoy just the, you know, me with breathing. I mean, anything like when you say breath is source, I mean, I'm on board. I do all kinds of breath work. So even just that simple breathing and just sitting in the stillness and just processing what you're saying, all beautiful stuff. Um, I'm so on board with empowering or recalling or recognizing the spirit within us because, we, we forget that we get caught up in the do. And, you know, one of the things, you know, you're saying it, I, I love the concept of, of just being, you know, just stepping into what we really are and not worrying about the doing. One of the things that, um, that I really put a lot of focus on is when you start to look at what you think your, your strengths are to change the world, you know, you start <laughs> to, I know, I know, I know. And, and Chris and I talk about this. And so for, and, and Chris will attest to this, you know i'm a motivational speaker and my thing was how many thousands and thousands and thousands of people can i speak to and as i was getting my numbers up i was like what am i even what am i saying to them and what am i doing to them to change them and so now what i do is i use vehicles that are our teaching spirit and i do this in some of the weirdest ways i coach well; coaching is not a weird one but i teach business i mean hopefully none of the other professors at the college I teach at are listening to this because I hijack the crap out of a business course and I teach some really deep stuff in there, but uh, it, it's hilarious because I start asking, like, I, I mean, I'm teaching this stuff with breath work and things into a business class. And I just, I have fun with what I'm doing and I have fun with recognizing oneness and I have fun with slowly walking home together. If that so,
2: makes what, sense. so what if you understood that as you know who you are in spirit, you're in the embodied state. In other words, you've surrendered who you think you are to the spirit within. Every word you speak is spoken to the spirit in every single person in front of you. And to every human on the face of the earth. Because the spirit hears all, knows all. We like to downplay it down to the human expression. And we sure. discount the fact that spirit is moving in greater ways simply by us knowing who we are and so we ca- i can say apples and oranges and the spirit will hear exactly what it needs to hear within the structure of the form before me because there's a conversation a communion that's going on beyond the physical that we don't understand in our human condition i never do anything unless i hear within to do it i am not needed I remember the one time I was sitting in my chair and I heard very loudly from source do you know that you are not required <laughs> do you know that you are not a healer do you know that you are not a woman and with that I kind of <laughs> what do you mean like, check. <laughs> right? Right?
1: I feel like and, that
2: you know and and what I heard was you are that which is before form you hmm. chose this form you chose this that. experience and, and, and then I heard ponder what it means to be a woman in the world that, you know, three days I pondered it. All the rules and regulations of what a woman should be, should look like, roles we play, mother, sister, friend, you know, wife. And, and, and it's like it's, it's laden with paradigms of restrictions, True. of function in the human condition. But we're none of that. And so when we really understand that I am not needed, Susan is not needed. Susan is a personality of form that is eternally recorded in the infinite. So this is how psychics can can communicate with those that have passed on because they're just accessing the Akashic record of that human experience on earth. When you're in oneness, you are everything and nothing.
1: I like I like that a lot. I like everything you're saying. Um doesn't matter if I like it or not it's reads really, it's reality <laughs> so. But so so the funny thing is so I'm I'm listening to it and and I'm I always try it. to take good information, great information, truth and translate it in the most simplistic form so that everybody can walk walk away with it. Um, so one of the things that that I'm thinking a lot right now and I and I went. I started to state this earlier, it's like with a religion. There's a massive sense of guilt with everything. You know, everybody has this. I have to get married. I have to have a family. I have to work hard. I have to show people. I like. There's some kind of like perceived value that comes along with a religion.
2: We decided that.
1: Oh no, I I am I'm, right. I'm 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 with you. I'm with you. Yeah. And and one of the things that um that's very interesting with me that I'm trying to think of the, the the best way it says so i still from my catholic upbringing you know still have this tendency of like this hedonism whenever i'm enjoying myself too much to almost like have to run back or when i see things too good i'm like oh this it's gonna end soon like i can't just just be in the moment of just something beautiful in this experience called earth talk Talk to people about that. Cause I know, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've, I've gone through Christianity into Buddhism, back into connecting the source and <laughs> the Yeshua I've gone full circle to clear the that. conduit. Yeah. Ex- I'm sure you're in the same boat. And, and so I've had some beautiful oneness experiences yeah. where, I mean, we could sit here and trade these all day long. Bottom line is Chris, I have these experiences at the dinner table. Where I totally disengage from my entire being. I'm full oneness and my body's gone. And, I'm looking down at myself, and my family's double checking to see if I'm having a heart attack. And my daughter's actually going, "He's doing that thing again." So I get you. Um, and it's so, become like a kind of a joke, where like everyone's like, "Oh, he's just one." Yeah. yeah just
2: won. My my daughter used to do that to me. She'd go, "Mom, mom, 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 yes. come back! Like, where are you? Right?"
1: Thank you. And, and, and okay, me, so I'm not crazy and, then. No. no and let, be, let
2: let me <laughs> remind you, you're to be that in the body. Mm-hmm. We're not to leave the body. We're to stay in the body no, and. and And bring the physical structure with us into that frequency. Totally get it. Totally
1: get it. And I've danced in both spaces and I've got good friends and, you know, we go to their little, you know, shaman villages and like, Mm -hmm. I I fully get it. And, and what's happened is multiple times, I've fully drifted on into the other side and been sitting, like observing my body. And it's part of the dance. I mean, you, you understand what happens. You drift, you come back. And then it's, how can I, how can I be in the oneness of, 5D and 3D or whatever you want to call it and just still be functioning right here and now with the full understanding of all this one
2: In oneness there is only now.
1: I percent.
2: There is only now. There is no past. There is no future. It's only now. You're creating in the infinite now. I want to I sort of give you a visual I think will help the audience too. If you look at a tree, a massive tree with a tree trunk, we know that the life force for the tree is in the trunk and it sustains the branches of the tree. And each branch you could consider would be a spiritual practice, a religion, a belief system, whatever. And these branches create have branches off the branches, but you'll notice that the life force of the trunk, as it goes out the branch, becomes less and less. There's less need for the the life force. It doesn't, it doesn't expand the branches beyond the trunk of the tree ever. We are the trunk of the tree. Yet, we live in the branches. Source is cutting the branches so that the source of all that is returns to itself and all that remains is the life force. So you can dance in the tree trunk branches all you want and they're loved because that's what we came in to have this experience. There's no judgment in any of those experiences, but what you decide needs to be judged. That's your choice, that's your free will choice, that is bad, I should punish myself, right? That's meanwhile, the thing. Meanwhile, source is saying, isn't that beautiful? And, it, so, and This might really stretch some of you, given what's going on in the world. But the one time I heard in my spirit is that I am the man who has the rage and the violence against women, who holds the knife and I am the knife and I am the woman who receives the thrust of the knife into her body. I am all of this, and it is beautiful in its creation. It is man in their infinite experience of perceived separation that deems it as good or bad, right or wrong, and that is the nature of duality. Man sees these things this way in their perceived separation and having forgotten who they are in truth. Once remembered, they will see the beauty I see. Therefore, who is to condemn, who is to blame, and who is to judge? Source is in every person you hate. And you are hating source.
1: So here's a, here's a question that, that I'm assuming people would be coming up with this point. So right now... Because, you know, I, I say the exact same thing. And then sometimes I look at certain people and I'm like, all right, I, I don't hate you. I don't get you. I don't, you know, and you, you start trying to like like be linguist- linguistically masterful so that you don't say hate. Um, I guess the biggest thing I'm trying to figure out is this. There's so many of us trying to figure out where's the line of what somebody can do to really experience to the fullest with our freedom of choice, while not being to to use the word bad, because I mean, you can't run around killing people, you can't run around just sleeping with half the universe, you can't run around just running around drunk and doing drugs 24 seven. This is the question I'm, I'm assuming a lot of especially those who subscribe to religion are thinking, when does this world turning into total chaos because we just said we have free will. And we can do whatever we want. And we're God.
2: We've already achieved that in our humanity.
1: I agree. I agree. So, so we're so, so talk more about it.
2: Well, so we are human beings. Hugh H U is the sound of God. You are God man, but you're running around thinking you're just this human and we've defined right, wrong, good, and bad. And so, um, We love to be right fighters. We love to say that that is wrong and that is right. And that's our experience. And understand that it's beautiful. And it is only in the condition of our experience and form that we have all of those thoughts and opinions. When you know who you are, you don't have any of that anymore. It's just gone. And so it's understood that those who are still playing in the matrix of duality are living by the rules of duality. So this whole construct of time and duality is a creation. It was thought in the infinite mind, and it is contained within the infinite mind. And if you search yourself, you will at some level, because your spirit knows this to be true, know that there is a beginning and an end to it, the alpha and the omega. And we even know what the end is going to look like, and yet we fight it. Because we created the end of this dream of light and duality so that we may be restored to the fullness of who we are and leave the dream and enter the place where none of this exists. Time's already collapsed. We're already no longer in linear time. And we're seeing how fast time within the construct of time is disappearing and how things feel like they're sped up and how people are beginning to question their humanity and look for more. It's all part of the awakening that we built into our human experience to remind us who we are, like my husband committing suicide. After he died, he came walking through the door fully lit up in the translucent light body with Yeshua and came to tell me why it happened about our prior agreement. And he said to me, it takes a great being of light to play a role of density, to provoke another into accepting who they are in truth. there's much we don't understand in who we are as spirit, but now the invitation is to learn who you are. And it's okay if you don't get it right now, because your spirit has heard every single word and your spirit. If you open your mind and your heart, lay aside all of your judgment, all of your veils of protection that you've placed around your heart and just say, if there is, A possibility that this is true then I of my own free will ask the spirit to show me that I would know who I am it's just an invitation
1: that's what say that one more time I want you to say that you know because I'm like I'm always looking for like Chris always knows I look for the nugget say that one more time just a possibility
2: that that was channeled so I'll ask if they'll bring that back I have no attachment to what flows through as long as because it's oh, comes... I totally hear
1: you on that. I do the same yeah. thing, and then I forget what yeah. you just said.
2: it's like it, it's like it. So now I'm aware of my humanity. I'm still in the embodied state, but, <laughs> oh, yeah. but
1: yeah. you essentially called the point to say just just the whole point was like, w- are you willing to just give yourself up to spirit to receive? And that's the the point is right now. We're hearing it. We're excited about what you're saying. Yeah. People want to go on board, but they're still doing it from here. So So, so I invite you to come here.
2: So Yeshua said it well. In and of myself. In other words, in of who I know myself to be as Yeshua. I am nothing but what my father does. So everything that he did in the earth that was recorded, that he was showing us who we are and what's possible, He did none of it in his humanity. And I've also pointed out to people that Yeshua came in fully awake, fully in Christ consciousness, unaware of his physical form, until he saw the behavior and conduct of what was laid before him in the path that was created, such as those who betrayed him. And he felt his humanity. He feared the death of his body went to the Garden of Gethsemane and petitioned, sweat blood, asking God to let this cup pass him by. He So he had that experience to experience his full humanity. So he would understand us. He showed us that we are fully God and fully man. And so when we know that we are both, that's the sacred union within, that's the twin flame union that People go running for, looking in some, for somebody else to be that. It is within you. It is the unification of the truth of who you are with who you think you are. And in the fullness of that, in the surrendering of who you have lived life as. In other words, I give the creator that created me, who I have known myself to be, that I may know how I am known in you. For I've never known that. And source had said to me a few years ago, do not show up in the way that people have known you to be show up in the truth of who you are, that they may know you for the first time. Mm. So we have not lived life as spirit on earth. And that's what we're here to do. And as you live life as spirit, you have access to the infinite realm while you're in the physical form. So for me, it's like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want to experience that? you know
0: am on board su-
2: suffering who we don't need to suffer the victim mentality is a human description okay, of suffering right, yeah. right so we are spirit
1: it's us attaching to every story around us instead of being an observer and flowing through and yeah, yeah.
2: it's like how can you tell me i'm not a form i feel this body what yeah, do you mean i'm yeah, i'm yeah, formless yeah. i am formless in that which i am eternally feeling that infinite space of who I am and aware of this physical body while I chop wood carry water.
1: I have mm-hmm. so many questions to walk way deeper in this, but I mean I know we're already past okay. that can, hour can, point. I was just thinking
0: I was just thinking we gotta we gotta we gotta do a part yeah we'll two. do another
1: show and I've got yeah. a lot of thoughts and ideas but now is not the time to go deeper on it because because mm-hmm. there's every question I have is gonna yeah. turn into a two hour <laughs> conversation and we're probably gonna be doing breath work and taking people okay. to different levels and um so so hold.
2: there there is only the level that your spirit has already determined you shall achieve it is not a human accomplishment doesn't that feel free i don't have to acclimate or change my vibration i don't have to meditate and vibrate and just be who you are in truth and and in that that's where you arise in levels of consciousness as you let go of what you know new information comes in from source you open up to the infinite knowledge and as you accept that as true and let go of what you thought was true you arise in consciousness this is how you acquire um, the fullness of light in your experience it is a gift you don't earn it you let go and so i have no attachment to anything I, you know I call me no name brand I, I have no attachment to person place thing role Uh, clients, none of that, no attachment to money because all that I need is provided for me in the moment that I need it because Source knows what I need greater than what I know. So I've even surrendered what I thought I desired to the infinite, that I may know the true desires of the magnificent life that is for me, that has already been created for me by the creator who desires that I have it. My role is simply to allow it. So if I'm busy trying to be something, then I am I'm not understanding how worthy I am to receive.
0: You're blocking the flow.
2: Right. See, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Amen. Susan Marie, this has been an absolutely
0: phenomenal conversation. We appreciate you so much. Where can Thanks people get a hold of you and, and and uh and work with you? I know I've got uh, I've got a couple of links up here for you. Um we got uh if you want to just go ahead and say it out that way uh for the podcast they can hear where they can get a hold of you.
2: So um, there's a booking site. You can, I don't have the link, sorry. So I'll have to rely on you to, to put that. whether oh, right it right. is there. Yep. And um, you can email me at susanmarie at rogers.com. Um, if there's not an available time on my booking site, um, then you can email me and I can coordinate with you directly. And say that booking
1: site out loud, right? That Chris has up there right now, just for people listening to audio only.
2: Susanmarie.youcanbook.me. Com. There you com
1: yeah go. <laughs> and i'm also
2: on facebook as susan marie in the town fergus ontario canada um i think i still have some room for friends if not you can follow me on there and you'll be able to see the post because i post specifically words that your spirit will understand your mind might not get it but don't get hung up on that trust that the spirit within you knows the language of one
0: and I put these links in the, in the comments yeah. for everybody to, to uh, grab a hold of. So, um, you. if you guys are watching this, of course they're, they're up in the comments and, uh, honestly, thank you so much, Susan. Uh, I appreciate thank you. Me. I knew thank this you. was going to happen. I knew this was going to be a brilliant conversation <laughs> and we'll definitely have you it's back fun. and Scott can thank formulate you. some of those deeper thoughts. I'm actually going to go back and watch this so I don't have to watch it in an interviewer type <laughs> style. Yeah. I can watch it and like actually listen to it. So, yeah. um, yeah. And yeah brenda those, t says those. thank you susan christopher scott mind-blowing life-changing absolutely you, so we're going to place you backstage up here for a second and uh don't go anywhere because we still want to talk to you after we're done but we're going to close out the show <laughs> good so night everybody thank
2: good you good night. night
0: scott goyette holy moly well, uh, lucia says uh thank you um we have deborah deborah says here uh amazing show but look forward to the next absolutely Cass says uh thank you for your words it's truly connected me with deep inside Uh, robert's got a whole bunch of stuff going on we're gonna have to read robert's comments later thank you robert for for being so so verbose stacy's in the house what's up stacy stacy's giving a talk on monday about uh uh, she's doing her first major speaking gig so we're happy about that and i put i did put the links in here so you guys just go click on those and catch up with uh susan Um, Andreas uh, says, thank you, Susan. Absolutely. Um, So what's some final thoughts that you have, Mr. Scott?
1: Okay, so I want to simplify, there's, there's a few things that she said that I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that she would want to say one more time. The language of source, the language of spirit will be processed with or without your willingness to receive it in the ego so listening to conversations that you're hearing from you know people like S- susan who are sharing some amazing information just allow yourself to receive it and process it and you know i'm always saying get out of your mind and into your heart i think that's kind of the same thing that susan's you know bringing up is move from the ego into god's space spirit source creator whatever you want to call it so i would if possible really start to recognize this, you know, she said it prior to you entering this physical realm, you are an infinite being. So that's, that's what you still are. So in this physical form, whatever we're doing, you don't have to do anything. You just have to be and connect to spirit and let that guide you. That sounds crazy as hell. That sounds really crazy. So in other words, I'm not supposed to go see if I can get another teaching job. I shouldn't chase speaking gigs. You know, Chris and I are talking about this stuff all the time, like aligning your why and letting the how take care of itself. This is kind of the same thing that we're hearing is the universe source creator. Your true self is guiding you along this journey. If you'll just be so we can experience the polarity, you know, listening to her speak that everything is created out of darkness. That's exactly the reality. You know, light is is a development light is a creation. So I'm going to leave it without getting too verbose on this of this. Be willing to look deeply into the reality that you are exactly what you were prior to coming into this body. This body is an opportunity to experience this contrast of this world and embrace that and own that and love that, but recall your infinity, recall your, not just connection to, but your oneness with Source, God, Universe, Creator, and own that and love it and let it speak more clearly to you and i'll
0: leave it at that i love it i love it i think for me for myself you know i consider the, a lot of what i've said in the past is when we let go and we understand that we're ready to take those next steps and we're ready to release the egoic self and the, the 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 desire for certainty and safety and comfort and predictability that when we are just like i just said just being which is something i've had to learn as you know over the last couple of years especially just to be, I find as I release a lot of those desires and those intentions and I trust in source and I trust in the flow that everything is going to happen for me. And as it's going to continue to show up as it has, the reason why Susan came to the show and the reason why she was here and having this conversation was because me personally, my soul, my spirit, my journey was ready for that next step and that next evolution. That's why I was asking those questions. So I'm actually going to go back and listen to it again so I can absorb it a little bit more, put some headphones on and really listen to what she was saying. I mean, not that I wasn't, but i think for me i think as as we continue to allow ourselves to to grow and expand away from the egoic self that that's where the real opportunity for peace and health and community and connectedness really happens so i think those are kind of like my final thoughts and i look forward to having her back and kind of digging in a little bit more a lot of people got a great value out of that so our ask for you guys still still watching this or listening to this is please share this out because right now, like we've talked about in this chaotic world, more now than ever, if we can get people to start doing some of this work and start to separate themselves from their egoic self, we can end some of this hating and this fighting and this, this everything else that's going on. And we can start to heal ourselves and start to love ourselves and start to make this world a better place for the souls that are coming into the world but again, knowing that everything happens for a reason, you know we have to l- let that go as well. So just go out there and please share this and put a little comment on there when you share it. Let them know what you what you gained out of this. And we appreciate you guys. And as always, go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com Let us know what you want to see, who you want to see on the show. If you've heard other podcasts and you've heard people on there, I've had people recommend me, and we've had them on the show. So we appreciate you for being a part of the Unfiltered crew. And we'll be back here again next Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We love you guys. Continue to put comments in there and we will answer those comments and we'll make sure that uh susan does that as well so please go connect with her the social media links are in there and uh we love and appreciate you go out there have a beautiful weekend go enjoy your moments and go be brilliant we love you guys
1: the unfiltered crew we love you we
0: love you